welcome back to our weird history mini set where we seek to bring you tales of the strange and unusual throughout history we are once again joined by casey jump because i think she's just going to become a regular in our weird history episodes so just kind of expect her around now guys she's just oh i'm part of the family i was gonna say are you guys getting bored of me yet <laughs> uh never lady never Melissa, maybe me, never. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. Because this just adds more to that authentic reaction that I need for these weird histories to make them extra fun. <laughs> All right. And Casey usually has quite an interesting, she's got an interesting barrage take. of answers and, and comments. So <laughs> a little so too animated, perhaps. <laughs> what's today's topic please please share we need to know now what is it other ridiculousness and i love it all right i want to jump around just for a second but this topic i found in a book that i got off of amazon called strange history which is a fantastic book all about strange events people and things throughout history it was a great place to find a, a lot of weird history topics though, that are on my list this one however because i work in a museum it was too ridiculous to pass up all right so this i i don't know what to call this episode i think i'm gonna call it the smelly museums and dinosaur breath i'm not sure what to call it <laughs> what <laughs> smelly museums and dinosaur breath <laughs> i love dinosaurs i guess we can all i work with dinosaurs i do too i guess we can all of a sudden smell ancient dinosaur breath that i didn't know about okay all right now that i have your attention let's go back a little bit <laughs> so i'm going to be talking mostly about the diwa or Diva Roman Experience Museum in Chester, England, but a little bit about the area. So Diva was a Roman fort for the Roman army that was settled in around 50 AD and was initially just a very small fort that was set to defend the town of Chester and its harbor during the campaigns against the native tribal uh, Welsh people at that time. The word Deva in Latin actually means holy one, and it takes its name from the local river. This fort originally was just a temporary site, as many of the resources at the time were fighting the Boudican uprising, Lauren, in 60 AD. But after the uprisings were quelled, the fort actually became a, a permanent settlement for the Roman legion and was used as a fortification, <laughs> really, uh, as the Romans wanted to conquer as much of Britain as possible. In fact, it became also a permanent post as the Romans had plans, though obviously it didn't go through, to hop over and conquer Ireland as well, but that those plans did not work out. And the seven in 78 AD, the second legion was stationed there before moving over to the Rhine in 87 AD. And in 90 AD, the fort and Chester, the town, were occupied by the 20th Roman Legion, and the fort was rebuilt in stone, 
the 20th Legion are actually known for their various fights with the Picts up in Scotland while actually being stationed in Chester and are also known for staying in the area and building up a lot of Roman architecture and city planning that they continued to do until the Romans left Britain in the 500s. So the fort was actually rediscovered by archaeologists as early back as 1991. So this is like a 2000 year old fortification. It's pretty cool. And very soon had a visitor centers built around it that would actually give the visitors a historic Roman experience. So while you're there, you can visit old Roman streets that have been discovered by the archeologist, a reconstructed Roman galley. There are soldier barracks, a bathhouse, market stalls, a taverna, and even a granary. So essentially, you've got this little mini city with everything. Yeah, I mean, there were probably horse stables and everything that you, you could use to not only for the town, but for the soldiers and trade and, and a lot of different things like that. There are so many different pictures from different sites on my sources. Apparently, I don't know how big this exactly, the fort probably is big, but I don't know how big the visitor center is. But there are so many artifacts. It's kind of crazy. I love it. And you even have the option to participate in what life would have been like as a Roman soldier. So there's the reenactors, but you can also, what would you call it? Um, interact, like an interactive exhibit with the reenactors. As you are dressed in Roman attire, you can learn to fire catapults. You can work on creating mosaics and various other activities that they have, right? This place sounds awesome. And they even have a soldier patrol, which is cost extra based, uh, there's the ticket price and then there's the wanting to be on the soldier patrol. And while you're on soldier patrol, you experience what it's like to have actually been a Roman soldier, how to prepare for battles, how you would have defended the city and things like that. There's also a replicated Roman latrine, and there's also a replicated Roman jail cell where you can go and languish in jail. In fact, there's a couple pictures at the visitor center of kids holding onto the bars in these jail cell doors. It's really cute. Okay, I want to go. Let's go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was laughing while drinking tea. You good? I'm okay. You sure? <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. Just, you know, a little bit down the wrong tube. You need one to take a minute? Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Keep going. Here, let me send you this picture. Oh, I, I'm excited. Oh, fun. <laughs> that would be me right in there. I know. It's kind of like going to Williamsburg and putting yourself into the stalls. Or the, the, yes. The, the, what do they call them? Not stalls. The, um... What are they called? They're not. What are they called? Things where you put your head and your hands through. Yeah. Why is it escaping oh, me? Right. The stocks. Stocks. Thank there you. There you I go. Like ST something. Yeah. The stocks. Yeah. The the stocks where you were punished. You were. People would tell you with rotten vegetables. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you couldn't do anything about it because you're literally stuck. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know. I when we were in my my archaeology group went to Williamsburg as a visit because we went to Jamestown. <laughs> I got myself stuck in the stocks. It was hilarious. <laughs> there were certainly pictures. <laughs> I, I went to, to Colonial Williamsburg for just for fun, um, not with my school, but I went and I was like, the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I mean, I went through school field trips. We, my archaeology group, I planned a, a field trip there. We were able to get a behind the scenes tour with the head archaeologist over at Jamestown. I organized the whole trip. It was great. Yeah, my step grandparents um, have lived in Williamsburg for a very long time. So we used to come from New Jersey and we would hit up not only the amusement parks, but we go to Jamestown and Williamsburg and we loved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then eventually we moved to Williamsburg before I settled here in Richmond. It's also so really, I mean, it doesn't snow there, but when they set up for Christmas. Oh, so pretty gorgeous uh i loved it i would i would love to be a reenactor in williamsburg except not in the summer because you're wearing authentic garb that was and those dresses are thick (laughs) they are that was goals for me i wanted to do that like as a teenager as a summer job but then i realized a lot of it was wool too yeah and i'm highly allergic to wool so i was like yeah this is not gonna work (laughs) yeah it was really cool because you also even as a kid you're, you're in elementary school you're going to these places because I lived nearby and, but you would see children reenactors also working along their parents and the children would be around playing hoops while their parents, like you you had, like your dad was, was reenacting as being a Cooper. You'd have a piece of the barrel, but the kids would be playing hoops with the barrel. It was really fun. I I would see kids in the garden too, helping to tend the Mm -hmm. vegetable Mm -hmm. gardens and stuff. It was neat. It's pretty cool. I love reenactment museums. They're really awesome. Me too. Have you been to Treger Museum, the Civil War one here in uh, Richmond? No, I've only passed through Richmond, never been in it. At some point, you need to come visit me. We need to go do all the fun history stuff. She's not allowed to come without me. <laughs> but you were allowed to go without me. Ooh. Uh, of course. I'm her sister. You're not. <laughs> Casey. Oh. Nope. She's nope. becoming Casey. my sister. What are you talking about? No, nope. I don't share. I thought you introduced us to, so we could become sisters. We could all be sisters. No, no, just friends. Just friends. <laughs> Casey, you and I are eloping Possessive. on the dust. Possessive. No, you're not. You little Leo. No, you're not. I'm a Leo. I don't share very well. No, no, you don't. Let alone Casey. I've tried sharing your cat with you. Your cat likes me better. I'm alpha cat. She does like you better. (laughs) I love you. Listen, I already have a problem sharing Casey with her husband. Just shush. (laughs) And he was around before I was around. Okay. And I still have a problem with it. (laughs) This is very true. I'm very flattered. There's always enough love to go around. How about I share with you some more about this museum? Yes, please. <laughs> there we go. Good distraction. Bring it all back. All right. <laughs> so as I was mentioning, the, the this ex- museum is a Roman experience. You can purchase a ticket just to go in. You can purchase a ticket to be part of the Roman patrol, learn the drills, there's a, a link in my source notes. It's actually a really cool source note of the high field primary that took a, a field trip to the museum. And there's pictures and documentation and that tells you everything that the class did and what Roman children would and like daily life and the, the things that they would eat. And it's really cool. You got to read that. It's really nifty. So the Daywan Museum is located, as I've said, in the city of Chester. 
which is off of Bridge Street. There's a car park that's less than half a mile away. So it's only about 10 to seven minute walk, not very far. And then there's also a train that runs into the city as well as local buses that uh, the buses will stop at Pepper Street, which is about a two minute walk outside the museum. Outside of COVID, obviously, because the museum's currently closed, the museum would actually have over 60,000 visitors a year, That's probably a lot of local uh, school groups coming in. But as much as we liked going to Williamsburg, I think this would be a really fun museum to go to as a kid too, especially when you're looking for an interactive experience for the kids. In addition, if you're in the area, there's also a medical museum nearby called Sick of Death or Sick to Death. So some fun, interesting things about the city of Chester. However, the reason I'm bringing up the museum at all, aside from being really cool, <laughs> is I discovered something new based off of some of the information in the book Strange History. That apparently there are some museum exhibits and also companies that try to recreate very specific smells that are usually oils that are diffused into rooms to give the exhibit a more authentic experience. That is really immersive. That I is have so a feeling this has something to do with the dinosaur breath. I'll get, the dinosaur breath has nothing to do with <laughs> this museum, but I will get to the dinosaur breath in a minute. This is next level okay. interaction and interactive. Like this is great. Um, before I continue, any listeners that are eating right now, you might either want to pause it until you're done or stop eating because it's about to get a little gross. It, yes. That's what I was going to say. Gross. Gross. It's going to get gross from here on out in terms of Ooh. eating. So if, if, if really disgusting smells and talking about them, is going to bother you while you're eating. I would either pause it now or eat later. Continuing. So we know that scented candles, like cinnamon rolls or fresh baked bread, will typically stimulate most people's desires to want to purchase baked goods. Or say you're, if you use that scent in a kitchen when you're trying to sell the house, it makes the house particularly seem a lot more cozy. So you're more likely to sell it. It's a marketing ploy. Even grocery stores will use scented candles, like cinnamon scented candles in the bread aisles behind the bread so that you will bribe by the, na the name brand bread that's usually right in front of you on the eye level stuff so that you'll spend the more money. And you know, it's, it's all marketing. What I didn't know was that there's a massive business or at least a rather large business and making variety of all scents of different kinds, particularly from museums and attractions. Didn't know that was a thing. I had no idea too either. That's an interesting job. Learning something new all the time. Right? So there's a company called Aroma Prime, which I think there's two, there's a company that's listed in this part of information in strange history called Dale Air, D-A-L-E, but I couldn't find their website. I found Aroma Prime. So it's going to be very similar if they're not also the same thing. There is a link in the source notes. So you have to see this. I have to send this to you guys because, oh my goodness, it's just crazy. I I'm fascinated. I have a really strong olfactory system. Me too. That job would be perfect for me, or maybe it would be too overwhelming. I don't think, I think it'd be too overwhelming for you. Mm. It's like, is that my next career move? <laughs> um, probably not. I don't know. 
I don't know that you'd want to do this. So I'm going to send you the link just so you can see some of these smells. Awesome. When you were talking about cinnamon in the stores, I was like, oh, I love fall when they do the cinnamon broomsticks. I've got one right here in front of me. I've got a cinnamon apple, cinnamon, and there was another one. I can't remember. Oh, nice. Makes my room smell amazing. Yeah. You just, what you do is they've got the little the tag on them. So you'll just actually hang them. You can put like a thumbnail on the wall and just hang the broomsticks and make your room smell nice. Mm-hmm. All right, here's Aroma Prime's website. Aroma Prime. Okay, let's take a look. But don't go through the categories just yet. What do you want me to do? Go through the scents? Just click on the, um, the, tr- the, the triple line bar at the top right, and then uh, click Aroma by category, but don't click anything yet. Okay. Just click on the category, and then I'll tell you what to, to click on when you're done. Okay, I'm on it. All right, give me a second. So apparently Aroma Prime has a slew of various categories. As you can see, there's baking and sweets, there's holidays, animals, medical, sport, but they also range to things like wartime, historical, horror, fantasy, etc. I see rotten. Yes. Yes. So give me a second. We're going to get to the rotten in just a second. So <laughs> apparently the Daywa Museum uh, in 2014, according to Strange History, decided that they wanted to make their exhibit as realistic as possible. Oh, so no. they used. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they used oh. to sell, if you click on rotten. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh, no. Out of oh. all the uh, the ones in Rotten, would you like to take a guess as to which one was used in their Roman experience? Oh my God, uh, sewer. There's sewer, rotting flesh, manure, oh rotting vomit, flashlamps, urine splatters. Oh, I changed my mind. I could not do this job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so gross. Oh no. Just looking at them, I can't. which one did they use flatulence no yes (laughs) oh my gosh i don't know which part of the exhibit they used it in but apparently they used the smell of flatulence in the exhibit or at least in a portion of the exhibit as a very immersive aroma (laughs) now if you click on flatulence it's gonna give you oh the description if you go down a little bit Oh for no! The readers, I for, the readers. for the listeners, I'm going to actually tell you what this specifically says, because this part, as I told both Lauren and Casey, there's a part of this research I came across while I was at work, and I literally just had snorting, laughing, laughing fits. The description, I thought that the whole thing was ridiculous and hilarious, and then I came across the description for flatulence, and I lost it for about five minutes. And it says, a horribly accurate aroma a popular choice for historical experiences, creating the stench of latrines through the ages. It's just so ridiculously hilarious. I lost it for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently not taking into account how strong these smells are, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) 
the use too much of it. It was too strong. Apparently kids were actually being sick at the museum. Although I would say maybe the smell of vomit plus flatulence adds to the Roman experience. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh no. That would probably make me ill too. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently the, the smell was so strong and so foul, kids were vomiting at the museum. Oh, these poor kids. <laughs> they weren't expecting that. Nope. <laughs> On their school trip. <laughs> nope. I mean, they don't, I don't think that they use the smells anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was still not going in if the smell is flat. It doesn't smell like farts. Yeah, I'm not going in if, if it does. <laughs> At least make the experience pleasant so that while I'm watching and actually learning something, I don't want to uh, up chuck. Okay. I want to be able to experience the museum, not up chuck in the museum. Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, would you like to travel over to the Field Museum in Chicago and the Natural History Museum in London? Yeah. <laughs> Now we're going to Dinobra. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a feeling there's now a scent pertaining to Dino Breath that I'm not sure how we replicated as they died long before we existed. Yeah, like how would we even know? You ready? I mean, just smell the teeth of the dino I found. <laughs> you ready to hear this one? Yes. So uh, I don't know which one came first, but in my research, the Chicago Field Museum popped up sooner than the London Museum. So I'm just gonna go with that one first. So as of 2019, when the article came out, apparently the curators at the Chicago Field Museum decided that they wanted to make their interactive T-Rex exhibit a little more interactive. <laughs> so, this, so they have Sue up there, which is their T-Rex dinosaur. And apparently it is one of the most complete T-Rex skeletons on exhibit. Again, though, if anyone asks, the bones that are on exhibit aren't really bones. They're replicas, if in case anyone asks. Well, I would figure as much. You don't want to actually like put it out there so everyone can touch it and ruin it and, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people will ask, um, you know, how much of the, how much of the, how many, how much of the skeleton is real? And I'm like, well, we can't put the actual dinosaur bones out because they're too fragile. So these are all replicas. But people do think that you'll go through and you'll see skeletons and they'll think that they are the actual skeletons of the real dinosaurs, but they can't be because the, the bones are too fragile. But just in case anyone's wondering, they're not real. The ones in exhibit. So they, the Field Museum also has portions of their exhibit where you can hear what they think a T-Rex may have sounded like. And I don't think it sounds anything like Jurassic Park. They also have a section where you can touch what the T-Rex skin may have felt like too, based off of some uh, archaeological or paleontological um, evidence. And then they decided to want to make it more interactive by trying to recreate T-Rex breath. So working with aroma manufacturers, I'm not sure if Aroma Prime or Dale Air were particularly used, but a an aroma manufacturer and a paleontologist on staff. The curators wanted to make an original recreation. Original, I'm sorry, step back. They originally, before Dino Breath, wanted to recreate the smell of dinosaur poop. Oh, that's even worse. 
<laughs> but apparently they realized that the commercially available sense of flatulence and poop that you can get from some of the, some of these manufacturers are based off of the smell of human poop not uh, other animal poop still ew so and, and realizing that we're probably not gonna be able to recreate dinosaur poop let's try to recreate dinosaur breath although According to Meredith Whitfield, who is an exhibit developer for the museum, she says that the likeliest, closest one would be able to get to the smell of T-Rex poop would be hyena poop, as they are also carnivores who also eat flesh and bone. So if you've ever been to the zoo and you get a whiff of hyena poop, that might be what dinosaur poop would have smelled like. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there to smell that. Like, no, no I, I have no curiosity about that. No. You might have a curiosity about this. There was a bur- there's a burning witch aroma oil. I saw that. What? <laughs> well, yeah, that is yeah. it's on your horror. If you go to the horror section, there's oh a burning God. witch smell. No. There's also other poo. Oh, that is fascinating. Yes. <laughs> and horrible and sad. I mean, they have they have smells like wartime. I mean, it's just some really medical, historical, outdoors. Oh wow. I mean, yeah, uh, it's just crazy. It's yeah, I'm looking right now. Interesting. Yes, I, I'm. I'm not sure. I, I'm. Some Ooh, of these I can't even imagine. Egyptian tomb. In the wartime I one, there's one. one called Pacific POW. I'm not even sure what that would smell like. Hmm. No, but you can have train industrial furnished or a ship's cannon. You can have musty sewers. I know. No, I'm good. I'm good. I am interested in hearing more about this dinosaur breath because it kind of reminds me of that scene in the, um, what what's that movie with Ben Stiller? The museum movie? Night at the, the, Night at the Museum. Night, Night at the Museum. And he has that close-up of Rexy, like, blowing breath at him, like, roaring at him, you know? And I'm just curious. That's a good point. Oh, oh, I found a dinosaur aroma oil on Aroma Prime's website. Oh, which one was that under? Uh, I actually am just going through the museum one category, which has a ton. I wonder what that description says. Here, I can, let's see. Their description, the exotic and immersive scent of deserts, jungles, and wildlife. Great for creating an engaging dinosaur experience. Oh, la la. That's not exactly descriptive. But... Yeah, they're not very descriptive here. Not gonna lie. Candy floss. Yay. <laughs> Otherwise known as cotton candy. There isn't even any additional info pertaining to that particular. Well, site. according to some of my sources in terms of the Natural History Museum in London and the Chicago Field Museum and recreating some of the other smells that they use in the exhibit, that might be something close to it because they wanted to get a smell of what the swamplands would have smelled like back then. So they've got apparently tulips and ginger and the smell of leaves and swampy water kind of all mixed in. So that might be something similar to that particular scent. At the Chicago Field Museum, the curators decided to use a scent called decaying flesh. But when they got the whiff of it, they decided, um, let's dilute it a lot. 
because wonder why. apparently was so horrific <laughs> that they decided they were very concerned about visitors being sick while at the museum yeah 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 with that smell yeah I mean, like I said, I want to enjoy my time at the museum, not be ruining it via scent. Right. So the Natural History Museum in London also did a similar thing, as I was mentioning. So as they were consulting with their paleontologist on creating the smell for dinosaur breath, the paleontologist told them the bigger the creature, the smellier they were. Dinosaurs would have had open wounds from fighting, rotten meat stuck in their teeth. We needed all of these features to create the odor of dinosaur breath yep so at the london museum they also used a similar scent but or they were going to go with a similar scent but decided that it was too foul and smelling because the curators couldn't stand the smell of it and then they decided they would just opt for swamp smell instead so they wouldn't make the visitors sick (laughs) so we go from roman latrines to dinosaur breath there you go. There it all is. <laughs> With all this immersive experience, it's just, I just got an image that popped in my head of, have you guys seen that Netflix movie, Always Be My Maybe? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Keanu Reeves has a part in it. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to tell it if you guys don't know it, but it's, it's hilarious. They have this immersive experience where they're sitting around eating a meal and it's this like real bougie high-end restaurant and they're like yeah we want the interactive experience so what they do is they put the plate of food in front of them and put headphones on and they say this is the sound of the animal right before it was shot what (laughs) the animal you're eating so you get the immersive experience of hearing the animal as you're eating it eating the food that sounds like a restaurant pita would make up <laughs> and it was so funny and Keanu Reeves is like I'm sorry I'm so sorry and then he keeps eating <laughs> but imagine if you put the smell of raw flesh no no not raw flesh rotting flesh rotting flesh there you go sorry yes oh my gosh that would have made the movie even better <laughs> It makes Jurassic Park something different for sure. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the use of using the decaying, rotting flesh smell at the Jurassic Park ride? Uh, oh no. Just to make it more authentic smelling? No. Can we just keep it and make it like a foresty smell? Like, Oh, you said foresty smell. It sounded yeah. like you said horsey smell and I got <laughs> No, I meant foresty. Sorry. You misheard. <laughs> foresty smell because i've been on that ride and i love that ride at universal studios not sponsored obviously but dear lord (laughs) i would not go on that ride if that scent was in it because i'd want to like get out of the boat and do the same thing i was talking about in the museums (laughs) feeding the fishes (laughs) i would not be okay on that drop at the end oh no oh I would, I would feel even worse. I don't like roller coasters, but I love that ride. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Never been to Universal. Oh, uh, well, maybe when this passes over, we should go to the Universal Studios in Florida where it's huge. And Harry Potter World. Uh, and the Mummy Ride, excuse me. Oh. You go on the Mummy Ride. I have been. I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, don't care. So I personally didn't like it, but I love the Indiana Jones ride in 
well in disney world disneyland oh fun we should do that when we have the chance when all of this kind of blows over i guess you could say i don't think it'll ever be blown over but you know well it won't blow over ever covid it's a virus so like but our our you know vaccinations will get smarter and our booster shots and yeah that that's what i mean when things like start to actually level out that would be a dream and they reopen to to uh, a decent capacity we should all take a trip and just hit the theme parks is that should, it for this episode? Podcast. What is that it for this episode? Or are we continuing on about really bad dinosaur breath scents? <laughs> That's all I have for dinosaur breath and Roman latrine. So we're good. Oh, good. Now Real it's time quick. for you and I to go have some lunch. No. I was just gonna say, if we if we do do this venture, we should do a podcast while we're there and talk maybe about the history of these parks. Oh my God, there's so much history. We would need to we do it in pick, like, we, we would need to do it in like two parts per park. <laughs> well, I want our listeners, I want them to, to experience it with us. We're, we're talking about it. We should, they should also. I like how she's joining in now. It's our listeners. Like the unofficial <laughs> Your listeners. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You know, you're becoming a permanent fixture. <laughs> like I said, she's going to be on these weird history episodes with us more often now. <laughs> you guys are in trouble. What are you talking about? We're screwed. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, thank I'm you kidding. guys for having you, me on again. This you being on here is awesome. It makes it, it makes it funnier <laughs> and far more enjoyable. <laughs> Because sometimes, just sometimes, these topics are really gross, kind of like right now. <laughs> I, I just had a thought. Hmm. Oh, no. I'm running away now. <laughs> I don't know how to do this because I am not computer or social media savvy in the least. But what if we were to do, say, a live show for a weird history and then have the listeners pop in? And give their reactions while we share the history. I love that. Kind of like you are now, except we're recording with you, but maybe do a, a like a, a live recording and the listeners could pop in. Talking about more immersive and interactive. <laughs> no smells this time. Whatever's in your room, you can smell, but no one, nothing's going to walk through the computer. And silence on the other end. If anyone has any information on how to do that, hit me up with our email because I'm not savvy. Ideas, ideas. <laughs> we got lots of ideas. Yes. We got lots of but ideas. We got to form them, fix them up. Before, before this recording cuts out, let me, let me do the outro. Maybe we'll get it right this time at the end. <laughs> That'll do for this episode of History Explains It All, our mini-sode. And we hope to see you next week as we trek through history to explain it all. Bye. Bye. Bye.